Thank you for joining us for this recent message from Freedom Ministries in Crossit, Arkansas. Connect with us online at freedomministriescrossit.com and let us know what God is doing in your life through this ministry. Now prepare your heart to hear a word that we pray will bless your life. Prayerfully, we're going to stay on this a long time. But I just saw something Friday when I was studying that I hadn't ever seen before. And um, I'm just going to, I got a lot of notes here, but we got Sunday school in a minute. But I just want to release this revelation right here before Sunday school. And and for us to look, think back in Genesis when he said, Let there, he said, make man in our image. Somebody look up Genesis 1, 26. Because till we get rid of, till we learn authority, we won't drive the enemy off of us. We won't drive anger off of us or nothing else. One twenty-six through twenty-nine. Who wants to read? man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth so God created man in his own image and in the image of God created he him male and female created he them and God blessed them and God said unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Yes. Okay, so this is what God was showing me. God created us to be in his likeness. Likeness means exact duplicate. Likeness means exact kind. If I'm created in God's likeness, I'm just like him. That's hard for us to fathom, but he said it. He said, I create, create man in my image, create him in my likeness. is an exact duplicate of the God kind. Because in the word, everything produces after its kind. Strawberries produce strawberries. Watermelons produce, can't produce no apples. So why would God be any different? He produced after his kind. Now what do we have that is after God's kind? A spirit. God is a spirit. So when he breathed breath into man, he breathed breath, spirit, life. That's what we have that is God's, and he's coming back for that likeness. He's coming back for that spirit. He's not come back for me. I mean, he loved me, but he's coming back for his spirit, for the spirit. The spirit's going to be quickened. Even in the rapture, we're going to be quickened. It's not going to be from head knowledge. Hallelujah. That same spirit that quickened you, that was in Christ Jesus, that raised the dead, he's going to quicken your mortal body, and you're going to come alive. You're going to go up in the sky, and you're going to meet him in the air. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm giving us some deep stuff today, but this is truth. This is truth. Psalms uh, 82.6. I have said, ye are gods. Did y'all know that? I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. So he calls us, I call it little gods. Little gods. He produced children, little gods. Paulette's grandchildren are little Paulette's running around. God produced us in his image. 
John 10, 34 backs that up again in the New Testament. You know, sometimes we won't, whatever, but 10, 34. Jesus answered them, is it not written in your law, I said, you are God's? So I have the same power, the same authority that God had when he said, let there be light. When God said, let there be light, let there be fish, let there be fowl, let there be every moving thing, it's the same authority that he gave me, and he uses my tongue to declare and decree upon the earth, let there be revival, let there be unity, let there be love, let there be uh, a breakthrough, let there be unity in marriages. How, how can I do that and it work? Because I know my authority in God. What did the devil come to pervert in the garden? The tongue. What, what was the temptation? To eat of the fruit. The first thing he perverted was the tongue because he knew the tongue was going to declare God's marvelous, mighty, wonderful work. So he came and James, <laughs> James 3 says that the, tame is, the tongue is a unruly evil full of deadly poison. Who can tame it? He said, animals are tamed. All these other things are under men's feet. But the tongue can no man tame. So how do we tame the tongue? We don't. The Holy Ghost tames the tongue. The Holy, that's why I speak in tongues so much, because he can come on my tongue, and he can declare, he can create, he can provide, he can heal, he can deliver, he can set free. He does that through my tongue. Your tongue is a carrier of faith, just like God's was when the earth was without form and void, when there was no light in the earth. What did God use to make it different? What did he use to change that was his tongue. Let there be light. Let there be light. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for showing us, God. I have power in my mouth. That's why it's hard to say good things. It's harder to say good things than it is negative things because we're, we're, we're fighting against the curse. We're fighting against um, gravity when we, when we speak life because the enemy... He wasn't interested in nothing but entering that body, getting in the garden. Because he was unlawful on the earth. He didn't have any right here, and he had to have the uh, uh, body to get here. So that shows you how unlawful he is. That shows you how he don't belong. That He couldn't just go eat of the tree of good and evil himself. He had to use a serpent. He had to use Eve, and she led him. She led him use her. But he was really after that tree of life. See, the next step would have been that snake being partaker of the tree of life after they took of the good and evil. But God knew that, and he knew that if they ate of the tree of life, what is the tree of life? You're going to live eternally. If they ate of that tree of life in that sin nature, then they would be living forever in a sin nature. You understand? So the enemy knew if he could use that body just like he's trying to do today, he can't get to your spirit. He can't, get, he can't come through your spirit. he got to still come through your body. He's got to come through your mind, your will, your emotions, or try to inflict pain on you or depression. He can't just come to your spirit. The spirit is God's. He can't, affect, he can't do that. 
And when we say people are possessed, uh, oppressed Christians, they're oppressed. It's things from the mind, will, and emotions that happen to them. And yes, they need to come out. But they don't own that spirit, man. The enemy can't penetrate the spirit, man. That's, um, that's infallible. That's, he can't have that. That's God's. Hallelujah. That is God's. So he was after the, the tree of life. So he, went, he could live in people forever and not go to hell. But God is smart. God immediately, I mean, he loved Adam, but he said, you got to go. You got, you're unlawful. Get out of this garden because if you stay here, then you're going to allow a place for the enemy to be here. And I've got to protect my children for eternity. Get out. And he put a flaming sword there so it would guard the tree of life. Hallelujah. So what did the enemy use? Same thing, same thing. I love when El Barb was teaching. Same thing. <laughs> I loved it. Same thing. He uses the tongue. What, what else does he do? He says, Eve, you want to eat of this fruit? Well, we're not supposed to eat of that fruit. We're supposed to eat, we don't supposed to eat of that. Well, you know, did God really say? What's he do today? Every time God wants to use you, which is a rhema word, revelation word, which was how uh, Adam started out. Adam didn't have any knowledge of evil. He only operated out of revelation. He only operated out of revelation. So when people bring us back to our mind when we're trying to flow in the spirit, that's the spirit of Adam. That's that other spirit because God only wants to talk to us through revelation. I mean, I'm not saying he don't want us to understand, but I'm saying today God speaks to you. You hear him say, run around this church, raise your hand, say hallelujah. You better not do that because nobody else is doing it. That's that same thing that he's been doing for all these years. So immediately he brings us back to head knowledge if we let him. I choose to not let him know. He says, Pastor, I'm in there brushing my teeth. Pastor, he, he, not pastor. He don't call me pastor. Servant, if he wouldn't call me anything. Uh, go, to the, go on the platform. I don't know what else I'm doing. I go on the platform. Get the mic. I don't know what else I'm doing. Get the mic. Call Shell, tell her to tell what God's doing in her life right now. God, I don't want to put that on her. This kind of a little difficult place right here. But I shut that up because I know that's that second voice that God really say. And I just close my mind off of it, open my eyes and fixing the collar. And she's walking to the front anyway, which was confirmation. This happened last Sunday. So he's coming for that second. If you, if you give him an inch, he's going to take a mile. Now, let's look at three people that operated out of revelation knowledge and not head knowledge. Head knowledge is the good and evil tree. Revelation knowledge is the tree of life. You want life in you, you want life in your circumstances, operate out of revelation, not head knowledge. When you're obeying God, we need knowledge to run that machine, I understand, but when you're obeying God, when he says, get up and run out of that building, get up and run out of that building. Amen? Don't try to bring it back to head knowledge. The, the examples of revelation knowledge that God showed me was Adam operating in revelation knowledge because all he did was what God said. He said, you name the animals. Adam even named his wife because God called them both Adam. 
Adam had authority. He had the same faith level God had. Can you imagine naming all them creatures? He had it, y'all, but he chose because the Bible said he was not deceived. He chose. He chose to want to know that good and evil. Why did they want to know? Because the devil's like, this is going to make you wise. This is going to make you know more. You're going to know what your God knows. They already knew. They was already little gods. They was already little sons and daughters of God. So he does the same thing with every author of the Bible. He did it to Adam and Eve. He did it to Jesus. Jesus in the wilderness. He said, let me show you all these kingdoms. I'll give you all of them if you'll just worship me. And, and Jesus said, it is written. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word, which is revelation, that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So, see, he came and tempted Jesus three times in that wilderness. I don't know about y'all, but when I'm hungry, I get pretty tempted. So he he been fasting 40 days. He was hungry. The Bible said after that. You know, he didn't say he was hungry when he fasted, though. He fasted 40 days, and after that, he was hungry. That's interesting to me that that grace was on him all that time. But the enemy come in. He started trying to make him think with his head. Jesus was a man like us. He came to be a servant in the form of a man, the Bible said. So he was like us, with with passions like us, hunger like us. And he came and he says uh, those three temptations. He said, I'll give you all these kingdoms. We already had them. But Jesus knew who he was. He knew he was the son of God. He was sent here for a purpose. And we got to know who we are. We got to know what we're sent here for. We're sent here for a purpose from God, just like Jesus was. So did y'all get that? That Adam operating revelation knowledge? Jesus operating revelation knowledge? Because he said, man does not eat by bread alone, which is natural. But he eats by the word of God. Revelation. The spoken word. The same word that created the universe. Spoken word. Rhema word is the spoken word. Logos is the written word. You want to go far in God? You want to do your destiny? You want your family free and in victory 100% of the time? You'll have to listen to that spoken word. Amen? So what's the third one? The third one was uh, Peter. Jesus said, Peter, who do you say I am? Oh, some say you're Elijah. He said, but who do you say I am? Peter said, you're the son of God. He said, man, he said, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but it was revealed to you by my Father in heaven. Flesh and blood, natural. Natural didn't reveal that to Peter. Everybody else was calling him Elijah because they could see Elijah's body, so he, he must be, you know, they could see the miracle, they could see the natural, but the son of God, how, how can we say he's the son of God? That was revelation. So what does he say he's going to do with that revelation? He's going to build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against that rock, which is revelation. So we see three examples right there. Adam lived in revelation till he chose to go to that natural good and evil tree, that natural mind. And then he was cursed. And then he let a curse on his family. And then he started dying. He died spiritually that day. And it took him 900 years to die because we're not supposed to die. The devil had, it took him 900 slow years to kill Adam 
because we're not supposed to die. So we see Adam operating Revelation. We see Peter and Jesus operating Revelation. And we have to operate in Revelation. If you want the miracles, you operate. When Jesus spit, spit in his hand and put, spit in that man's blind eyes, man, that's Revelation. He's hearing what his father's telling him to do because that don't make no sense. When he tells the name and go dip in the river Jordan seven times, he had to walk somewhere blind to dip in that Jordan. There's probably water real close. It didn't make any sense. Where was Jesus operating? What was he operating out of? Revelation knowledge, is, which is what your spirit is telling you. The best way I learned to operate in that is to close my eyes and not pay attention to what was going on around me. Because if you stay in awareness of yourself and everything around you, then you are always going to be in your mind. You lose control by worshiping God and connecting to the Spirit because God is a Spirit. So our Spirit connects with Him. Then He takes over our mind, and we're not thinking about what we're having for lunch no more. We're not thinking natural things anymore. But as long as I don't connect to the Spirit man, I'm in the natural man. As long as I, if I can sit here in a full Pentecostal, full-blown, tongue-talking, fire, baptized, demon-casting out, healing ministry, and stay in my mind the rest of my life. But God is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So if you want the mind of him, then connect with the spirit, because Romans 8:26 says that we ought not always know what we should pray. But the Spirit prays through us, and he prays the mind of God. He knows the mind of God, and he's going to pray the will of God. So even in our prayer life, we have to lose control of the mind. I know once somebody said, I'm tired of y'all saying that. He said, pray in the Spirit and pray in your understanding. Yes, he did. Pray in my understanding. God, I thank you for saving my children. God, I thank you. You're the God of the universe. Yes, he did. But somewhere in there, I've got to connect and let the Spirit pray through me, only if I want miracles. If, if you're happy with your life, uh, you know, that's the way you want to do it. But I see miracles. I see miracles. Liz has got a testimony right now of a miracle that happened through uh, Freedom Ministries, through God, that I asked her would she share. So today, I hope we have that opportunity. So we see miracles here. And that's only because when we feel the quickening, we obey the quickening. You're not going to get them any other way. I mean, they're, they're not just, he's not. That's why I say he'll stand out there until you invite him in. He'll let you do your head thing. He'll let me do it. He'll let me control everything on earth that I want to control. But there's not much fruit in that. The fruit comes when the Spirit prays through me, when the Spirit says, okay, I want you to sell that house. Okay, I want you to go get that car. I'm like, I don't want a car. Go get that car. You can live like that. I want you to go to this dentist, not that dentist. I want you to uh, cook your husband pork chops tonight, uh, set him up some candles, and, you know, make it a special night. He'll tell you those things. He'll tell you what to wear. Look at all this gray on us today, gray and black. Everybody's kind of blending together, see, is one spirit. Amen. So, God, we thank you for teaching us, God, that uh, Ramah, Revelation knowledge is revealed knowledge. It's revealed. It's revealed to us by the Spirit. It's something that's already there, but it's revealed to me. 
It's not something new. It's something already there. Revealed knowledge, God. Revelation is revealed knowledge. Thank you, Jesus, for showing us, Lord, to follow your spirit. Follow that revelation every time because you said you'd build your church on it. And the gates of hell can't win over revelation. Thank you, Jesus, that we can put your word in our mouth, the words that you speak to us, the rhema words, and we can carry that for the rest of our life. You will bring it to pass. I just give you praise for that, God. I thank you for every word that you spoke to each one here. I ask you to remind them of those words, God, even if they have to dig down deep, even if they have to dig down to the bottom of their feet because it's been so long, that they pull that up, God, like the axe head when it floated. God, that we pull that up and we put it before our face and we put it on our mirror and we put it on our refrigerator. God, you said Caleb's a psalmist. God, you said Caleb's going to write songs for you. I just give you praise for my son. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you for taking us to nations. God, and see, everything he's ever promised us, we, we've done. So ain't no 40 pounds fell off of me, but wait, 11 have. I'm excited. But I'm just, thank you. I'm just saying that I didn't prophesy that, no. <laughs> Somebody said people going to grow hair. Maybe they don't want no hair. No, I'm playing. They're going to grow hair, and weight's just going to fall off them. And I, you know what I thought, though? Yeah, 40-pound tumors are coming out. Because I'm not a fake person. I'm not going to sit here and say, I can eat Oreos for 18 years and expect God to give me the miracle to drop it. I won't say he won't, but I, I, I believe I can exercise and help and do my part. But that was prophesied from Steve Foss. So if you want to take that word and put it in front of you and let it be your word, that, you know, God honors faith. So, But, God, we just thank you for showing us, Lord. We thank you and we bring those prophecies before your eyes. You said to fight a good warfare with the prophecies that's been spoken over us. Fight a good warfare with it. Put it before your face. Say, God, you said, because that's how it started. God said. Genesis 1, God said 10 times. God said, God said, God said, God said. And that's how, the, that's how it was created. And it's not going to be created if it don't come out of our mouth and we don't thank him for it and believe him for it and we just let that prophecy go to the ground and die. But, God, we bring them to resurrection today. We bring them back to the light. We bring them back up. And show us it's not too hard to hold on to that word. It's not too hard, God. It's not too intimidating. If I just do it two or three days, it'll be, it'll be natural for me, be common for me to say that word. We just give you praise for it, Lord. We just thank you for this Sunday school. Thank you for coming in on Elder Barbara. Thank you for teaching us through her life in Jesus and the children and every other class. Thank you for coming in in the uh, praise and worship and in the word today. In Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. For more information and to stay connected with us, Find us on Facebook or the web at Freedom Ministries Crossings.